Our industry absolutely must get better at providing culturally responsive care. And that's what this podcast is about. We're going to talk about health equity or social justice for health. Achieving health equity requires addressing avoidable inequities, historical and contemporary injustices, and the elimination of healthcare disparities. At Providence, we believe that action must follow promising words. That is why we listen to our patients and to community partners on their experiences receiving care and then take action. Let us keep two things in mind as we listen and learn today. Number one, the themes you hear may be common in the populations represented. And two, please remember that one person's experience is not the experience of everyone in that population. Hello everyone, and thank you so much for joining us today for Health Equity in Action. I'm your host, Hannah Lobegear, and I'm thrilled to be sharing my recent conversations with community members, nonprofit agencies, and Providence employees about the importance of the community health worker workforce. Today, we are speaking with two amazing community health workers from our Eastern Washington area, and they'll be sharing a little bit more about themselves and the CHW role. Maria and Sonia, I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. First off, I would love to get to know a little bit more about you. Hi, good morning, everyone. My name is Maria Perez. I am a community health worker. I've been here, I've been part of um, Cadillac for the last couple of two years, close to two years. And um, being a community health worker, it's very I, I, it's very passionate. I really love what I do. Um, I am part of that community, which is amazing, and help my own community and help my own uh, population and ethnicity. It's very grateful for me. I came from a family migrant uh, worker, so I know how it is when we are struggling. Sonia, it's so wonderful to be with you today. Can you introduce yourself and share a little bit more about yourself in the role? Yes. Um, hi. So my name is Sonia. I also have two years here working at Catholic. Um, so far, being a community health worker has been such a very rewarding feeling. There's always some new experience as a community health worker. Every day, um, being out in the community is something great that I enjoy doing. It's always been my dream, and um, say more of my my passion to help people. Um, I was actually born here, but my family um, actually are from Oaxaca, Mexico. And um, yeah, um, they actually worked in the fields. And it's been, um, I know like how it is, like the struggle and like how Maria mentioned, um, language barriers have been something that really come across with um, Hispanic community when it comes to, you know, going in appointments and things like that. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit of information about me. Thanks, Sonia. You know, I hear you both talking about how uh, meaningful and important it is that you have shared lived experience with the neighbors you're serving. Can you tell us a little bit more about why that feels important for you? Um, and Sonia, I'll go ahead and direct that to you first. Thank you, Hannah. That's a good question. Um, it is very important to me um, to help our neighbors. We've been actually working with a lot of people in our community that come here and they're not very familiar of, you know, what the system is, like navigating the system, the healthcare system, and and especially like 
with um, the language barrier. I know we do have that resource that is has interpretation, but sometimes that's not very helpful at all, you know, because they just interpret everything. And sometimes they don't feel like they're being heard, you know, and that's how we're, where we come along and we're there to like support them and advocate for them, you know, because they don't just need that only translation, you know, between like a doctor or whatever resource they come across. They, they also want to be felt like they're being heard and listened and because you know, it's something they don't know or or they're trying to learn. And I feel like for me, that's important for them to feel welcome in our community. So. Yeah, thanks, Sonia. I'd love to dive in a little bit more around interpretation and the role that you all play as an advocate within the health system for the neighbors that you're working with. I'm hearing that interpretation doesn't necessarily provide the most holistic person-centered experience when someone is in the clinic. Um, So share with me a little bit about, you know, what is your role um, when you're supporting uh, a neighbor when they're in a clinic or an appointment? And why does that make it feel a more connected and more person-centered experience? I think it's that connection that we have and that connection that we build with each individual. I had this case with one of my clients, um, and this is a good example of how community health workers are very important for 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 that community. Uh, my client, she's um, 80 years old. She had a vaginal infection for a couple of, of, of years, and she didn't want to go to the doctor because every time that she attempted to go to the doctor, they were putting male providers or male interpreters, and she wasn't feeling welcome, and, and she stopped going. So when I approached her, and she could explain to me what was going on, and she pretty much saw me as a family member. She's not seeing me as a as an employee. She's more seeing me as a as a family member. So I encourage her to make that appointment. And I even went with her and she was literally holding my hand and I was able to talk to the doctor and she I was able to explain her situation. And, uh, you know, it's just being supportive that we are there, that we're not doctors, that we are community members, that we are part of this. and just being able to help her out and just even to hold her hand while the doctor is doing the check out. Like she was literally in tears because her health conditions are better and she feels a little bit more safe and secure to go to the doctor, even though if it's, if I can go with her, she still can try to do it by her own. So it's more about connecting and building trust. I hope I answered your question. You answered the question beautifully. I'm hearing that there are a lot of layers to why this relationship is important. The um, language and cultural norms is one aspect, but also that there's a lot of advocacy that you all are doing to build trust with the individual that you're working with your neighbor and then advocating for them at the clinic for what is most important to that person. Can you tell me a little bit about from your perspective why that trusting relationship is possible um, when you're working with your community? Yes, I think uh, in my perspective, it's because we are part of that community. And in my case, 
I am from, I mean, like I mentioned before, I am, I came from a migrant community. When I migrated, when I was 17 or 16, I didn't have the opportunity to have a job and I was working on the fields and I was waking up early at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. to go to, to go to, um, pick up cherries or, you know, pick up apples. So I know how, how hard work it is. I know, I know the language barriers. I know the struggle. I know how they think. I know because I just see myself in that position. I am from that culture. They, they are the same than me. They, I see myself on each client and this is something that I am very honest. I, I see every client as a family member, like because I was in that position as well. This trusting relationship, um, again, it just can, this continues to come up and it's come up in a lot of our conversations around CHWs um, and the power of the CHW role in helping support people in environments that they may feel judged or feel shame. I'm curious, um, and Sonia, I'll direct this to you first. I'm curious, what would help make a doctor's office feel more welcoming? Yeah, that's actually a good question. Because um, I know, I don't know, it's just very common, especially in our um, Hispanic community. And I know with my family, they don't like going to the doctor at all or anything like that because um, they're just like, oh, I know what they're going to tell me. I know they're, I know I'm sick. So why am I going to go? You know, they're, he's just going to tell me the same thing. So like, I feel like when they go in to see their provider or go to the clinic, it's like, instead of just like, okay, what, are, so how much do you weigh? Did you eat this? Did you eat that? Being told like, how about we start like, Hey, so how you been? Like, how's your day or how are you doing? You know, sometimes being asked those questions, um, can really change and make a person feel better. Yeah, that's great, Sonia. So I, I think what I hear you saying is if in a clinic setting, providers or clinic staff can slow down and really get to know that individual and see that individual, how powerful that could be for creating a more trusted space. But in the meantime, we have community health workers and other traditional health workers that help fill that gap. Maria, I'm curious, um, I just wanted to round back and um, if you would prefer not to answer this question, that's that's okay. Um, I'm just curious, you, you mentioned about being 16 and coming to this country and working into, in the fields. I would love to know a little bit more about kind of the, that trajectory. How did you go from working in the fields to going to college, to doing this role. Can you tell me a little bit more about that that change? Yeah, yeah, I I will be more than happy to answer that question because it makes me feel proud, proud of my family, proud of myself, proud of my all my support. Um, when my mom brought me here, she lied to me. <laughs> I didn't know that I was coming to the United States because when I was 16, we were poor and uh, we were just living on the small street. I mean, I'm from Mexico City and even though we didn't have enough money to, to go around. So when we immigrate, we, we come illegally, which I didn't know. And then after that, I started going to uh, 
senior, I mean, senior high school, I got, I got bullied for, for classmates because I didn't speak the language. So I know how it is. I know how hard it is. And I remember that there was one specific day, a specific day that actually changed my day. And I remember the teacher giving me a book and telling me, can you read this sentence? And I, and I couldn't read it. And I went back home and my mom my mom told me, you're not going back to school. You're going to go work back and work on the fields with us. And I said, no. And I said, no, no, I am going back to school. And I and I went to a high school in the mornings. And then afternoons, I was going into adults um, English classes. So I was actually going all day to school. Then I encouraged myself to go to um to go to and pay for my for my first um, trimester for college, I got a couple of scholarships because back on the time I was I was I was really a good student and I got a couple of scholarships. I I first I paid my first my first for my associate's degree. Then I move into here Tri Cities and I start going to CVC. I am hopefully to finish my bachelor's in social work, and I am still just keep working and doing my best and and just keep motivated because i know that my dad who who passed away and who is the one who brought me here he probably will be proud of me and this is one of the main reasons that why i'm a community health worker is because my dad back on the time he was diabetic and nobody told us about financial assistance nobody told us about the free program of like insulin free or medicine or you can qualify even if you don't have a, 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 a an insurance. So if I will knew this, all those resources, probably it will be a different story. So that's one of the main reasons why I love what I do. And it's just grateful for being, being part of this. Wow, Maria, it is such an honor to know you and is such an honor to get to work with you. I wholeheartedly believe that your dad is so proud because we are so proud too. Um, you're that it's remarkable. You are a remarkable human being. And I'm, I'm really struck by the story about your dad and how he didn't have access to information. Why do you think that exists? Why are there so many barriers to people accessing the information they need to have better health outcomes? And I think I, I see that a lot in my community, that there's a stigma of that you're sick you you need to be strong yeah right you need to keep moving it will go away and unfortunately it's not it's not how it is if we can change that stigma and try to educate or or community members and i think that's the key educate right and um try to like don't give up because we and people don't come if there's like diabetic classes, they will not come. Probably we'll talk about different terms, right? People like like terms that maybe they can catch, maybe that they can catch their attention and they can come. So I think it's knowing our community, knowing the terms and trying to learn also from them. Sonia, I, I'm curious if you can share a little bit with me about the community health workers role and your role in reducing stigma for health and health outcomes. Yes, Hannah. Um, so that is one important thing that I, that we've have noticed that, especially like with mental health, it's something that not a lot of us in the, 
Hispanic community don't really like to talk about. Sometimes they don't know where to go to talk to talk about and they don't know where resources they can get. So it's so they feel alone. So I feel like how Maria said, like going out in our community, hearing our community and what they want to talk about. And then then we bring these subjects, either be talking about depression, anxiety, um, other mental health issues. Um, that's when they start being more heard and then they start listening, having more an idea what, you know, why they have these um, feelings or what's going on. And really that feels like the, the root of so much of this relationship and why community health workers are so important and what the CHW role is, first and foremost, is that you are building relationships with people based on your shared lived experience and understanding the culture and the cultural norms and helping people feel see be seen and feel heard in systems that are moving so fast and are often not responsive to what matters to that individual. I would love to just ask one final question here. Can you each tell me what is the most meaningful thing to you for being a CHW? I mean, there's a lot. So I can point one of the things that I just feel like it's meaningful is when, when clients tell me that, oh, like, thank you for this help or thank you for have, like being able to support me because some of them or most of them, the clients that we have, they don't have anybody. And just being that, you know, support for them and just having them just appreciate anything, just anything they just be like filling our application or going with them to their appointment. Um, I just feel that, you know, good gratitude, like, hey, like I'm, I'm helping them. And, it, and it's very rewarding that, you know, at least I'm there for him to support him no matter what, even though it's just little steps, you know, we're getting there. So that's, that's pretty rewarding for me. Thank you so much, Sonia. Maria, what about you? It's a lot. Like Sonia said, it's just a lot. I think it's just having the trust, having their, like, it's just that when they open the door, they, they, they come, like, they literally, like, you're in without like asking and they feed you sometimes and it's just grateful and that I'm I'm just part of their family you know and they can they can come to me they have questions or they can they they, they can be so like grateful to us and those are the ones that also motivate me the most it's just because reminds me that that I have the trust you know and it's very meaningful and I'm grateful that if I go to the, the streets they know me and and it's just it's just really really I'm really grateful with them. Um, I just want to say thank you to you both for being here today. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you a little bit more about community health work and your roles within the Eastern Washington um, service area for our Providence. Thank you Hannah. Thank you. We now get to hear a conversation between Maria and a family she was working with for a two-month period. Let's listen to their story of resilience and strength, as well as hear firsthand the faith they put in Maria. Hi, Maria. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Buenos dias. Good morning. Buenos dias. 
Um, I was curious, Maria, if um, you could have your clients introduce themselves. Mi nombre es Mayra Alejandra Orozco y soy de nacionalidad colombiana. Okay, my name is Mayra Orozco and I'm from Colombia. Mi nombre es Cristian David Pascuas y soy colombiano. My name is Cristian and Cristian Pascuas and I am Colombian as well. ¿Cómo nos conocimos? So, so they come with a Jaime, another CHW2, and then he was struggling with resources uh, back on that time. I am I am a part of a community member at Brogis Tierra Vida, which is a community for refugees and people who are struggling. So when they come to me and I start telling them that I'm part of this uh, agency, like a community comedy board. I invite them to present themselves in a meeting that we had. Um, and then we explained their situation. And Tierra Vida was able to, to afford with them to a, for a house and being able to get an apartment, their first apartment. That's amazing. Yeah. Maria, are you all in Richland? And, and how long have they been in Richland? Okay, so they used to live in Kennewick for quanto tiempo? Desde agosto hasta, hasta, hasta uh, From last um, August until yesterday. Wonderful. And so now, um, you, with Maria's help, um, you have been able to get your first home. Um, what does that mean to you? No, muy contenta. Feliz, agradecida primeramente con Dios y con Jaime, con María y con todas las personas que nos han colaborado porque sin ellos no hubiera sido posible y además llevábamos muchos meses ya de preocupación y en todos lados nos cerraban las puertas por no tener documentos. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so thankful that I met with them and I worked with uh, Jaime and María that they were, they were make this possible. Uh, previously we, we didn't have a home and every place where we're going they were shutting doors on us and they were not open, opening doors to us. So this has been a life changing for us. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. Um, and what has it been like to have Jaime and Maria for support? It's a blessing. It's been a blessing. Fue lo mejor que nos pudo haber pasado. Fue como ángeles que Dios puso en nuestro camino porque la verdad llevábamos mucho tiempo de sufrimiento, no teníamos una estabilidad, primeramente no nos sentíamos como seguros porque no sabíamos a dónde ir y tenemos dos niños menores de edad y sí, estamos bastante preocupados y todos los días salíamos a la calle así como sin rumbo alguno y gracias pues, como vuelvo y le repito, primeramente a Dios, llegamos a, a una vez a buscar un mercado que una ayuda de comida y ahí conocimos a Jaime. Okay. Jaime, sí. Después uh -huh. So we were able to let me remember what she said. So they they meeting Maria and Jaime were it was a blessing. They were like angels because they literally save save us from being on the streets. Um, since we got here, we were scared. We we're refugees from Colombia and we didn't have a place to go. Previously, we were just walking on the streets with no place to go. And we're very happy that I met him. I'm very, very thankful. And they have two kids. So it was a whole family. 
what what is next for you both and your family? Esto, que le, pues, lo que más queríamos era buscar un lugar donde mis hijos y mi familia estuviéramos seguros, tuviéramos tranquilidad, paz, para después continuar y seguir luchando por nuestras metas y muchas cosas que anhelamos y queremos, ¿sí? Para poder salir adelante y primero que todo brindarles un mejor futuro a, a nuestros niños, ya que nos tocó pues, salir de Colombia por desplazamiento forzado. Okay. Uh, now on, um, the main priority was to have a, a home, a safe place for my family and my kids. I want to uh, just keep doing better and provide a better future for my kids. And unfortunately, we had to, we had to leave Colombia due to um, violence, but um, that's, that's our goal for now. May I ask, um, because of the violence that you faced, what were you hoping for? as a part of your transition to the U.S.? Pues, la verdad, yo siempre pensaba como que, o sea, en este país, no sé, se me hace que uno puede estar como más seguro. Yo lo que más buscaba, no, como muchas personas que pronto buscan es riqueza, como cosas tanto como, así no, nosotros buscamos como una tranquilidad y pronto estar seguro. Por eso pues nos tocó pues salir desplazado. Por muchos problemas, violencia y por todo lo que le pasó a Cristian. Okay. Porque como se llevan los niños. Okay. So I'm going to explain a little bit on the summary. So um, in Colombia, they steal kids to join them into a cartel or a different armies or different violent groups. Back on that time, they were, they tried to steal one of her kids and Christian yeah, tried to defend him and they beat him up really bad and that's why they left and uh, for him to protect his family his two kids and her his wife um now that the main goal for them was to just find a place what she said is that a lot of people come to the united states finding money or a better job or a better opportunities but the main goal that they were looking it was safe and they felt like this country can provide them safety and they can have a life and they can be away from that violence. Yeah, and then, and then every time that I look at the mirror, I see my scars and I remember that I don't want to go back to my country because of the violence. Well, I'm so sorry to hear um, that your home in Colombia, you had to leave. Thank you so much. Maria, from your perspective, so it sounds like um, we'll, we'll be looking for jobs um, and other pieces. Are there other things that are kind of on your agenda to, to help with? Yes. I was talking to uh, Mayra yesterday because uh, me preguntas si hay otras metas aparte de la ciudadanía o de otros programas, otras cosas que te puedo ayudar. Um, este, um, we are planning to, she wants to learn English. She wants to go to school. Um, I'm so proud of her because she wants to keep growing in her education. So I know that there's some organizations around us that we can connect and I can get her enrolled into school, like afternoon classes. We're also working on with him to find a job and see if maybe he can uh, get some sort of income and get the kids ready to school. We're having community members who are donating stuff um, another member donate like teacups, 
Like today, somebody else donate a washer and dryer. Uh, we're looking to community members who can donate like a dining table, couches and stuff like that. So this is something that is our goal is to also help help them not only for a short time. I told them that no, because you already got your first home um, doesn't mean that I'm going to stop coming and visiting you and bugging you guys. I'm still going to come and 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 ask you questions and and I'm giving you answers, right? If they want to go to school, there's hope for you to go to school. If you want to find a job, if you want food, if you're struggling with with milk or bread, uh, I will be here to support because that's I, I, I wouldn't use the word job. I will say that's my mission. Absolutely. Well, I I just want to say thank you so much again for sharing your story. Um, Maria, thank you for who you are and all that you do. Um, It's been a pleasure to chat with you this morning. Thank you for joining us today. Next week, we will hear from several CHW leaders as they discuss the value of this role and the organizational structures needed to fully support this workforce. Thanks for listening. Let us all stand together recognizing action must follow promising words.